All of the food we eat and much of the clothing we wear comes from plants and animals that are raised on farms. Farms are different in type, in size, and even in name. Before we dive in today's episode, I want to thank you for tuning in and supporting the brand. Over the last few years, I spent a lot of time starting FarmerGrade. We offer meat that you and your family can trust by strictly sourcing our cuts from farmers who share their story and processes online through social media. We provide high-quality beef and pork that is 100% born, raised, and harvested in the United States. If you want to support the content and the message we share online, I would appreciate it if you went over to farmergrade.com and you can use the code BARNTALK to save 10% off your next order. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate you. We love you. Now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to Barn Talk. What happens at the barn stays in the barn, but not today. We're going to let it all out for you guys. Today is going to be a Barn Talk Hot Topics episode. A lot of, a lot of stuff going on in the world and a lot of stuff going on in America and a lot of a lot of polarizing people making some big claims and big statements, which is kind of cool, and we'll get into all that. Uh, but before we do, you guys know the drill. If you get any value from the show, share it out with who you know. It's kind of the ticket to admission to watch or listen to the show. The more that you guys do that, the better guests we can get on, the more podcasts we can create, the more reach we got. So we appreciate every single one of you that continue to do that. Also, feel free to leave a review on Spotify or Apple. Um, we're still doing a raffle. So last week we announced the winners to the pork raffle that received 10 to 12 pounds of our pork from our farm sent directly to their door because they submitted proof that they left a review on the show. You could submit proof on Spotify or Apple and send your proof to barntalkshow at gmail.com. That's where you can email us at. You can also email your questions for Q&A episodes at barntalkshow at gmail.com. You want to grab your microphone so you don't forget. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but before we get into the show, I got I got to give a big shout out because this was last week we received a package. Uh, well, dad received it at his house. Our houses aren't too far away from each other. So one of us receives each other's mail all the time. And this is kind of both of our mail. But anyway... Went over to dad's house and there was this big box sitting there and I, he was like, this is going to, this is going to make your day or something. You said, you don't get, sometimes I don't get very excited. And he was like, this is going to get you excited. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm curious to know. And so I opened it up and I looked inside and it was from first form. And if any of you know, or don't know, first form is the company that Andy Frisella started two decades plus ago and it's one of the biggest fitness brands in the world they do a lot of great shit they make a lot of products they're in the supplement industry but they have they have apparel they have energy drinks they got meat sticks they got all this stuff but they they're kind of known for supplements and um they they do shit at a first class level uh they do stuff very very well and anytime i've always been a huge fan of andy Frisella, but anytime i listen to his show um, you know, everybody that's a guest that comes on his show always talks about how when they walk through first form headquarters, that it is just like something they never seen before because of the people that work there and just how they do everything is just so 
awesome and everybody's kind of a team and on board and it's just it's a well-oiled machine and so when i got this package in there was meat sticks of all varieties energy drinks of all varieties protein bars of all varieties they gave us some hats some blender bottles and brian gordon shout out to you he was the one that sent it he works at first form he is a listener and watcher of barn talk he loves what we're doing with barn talk and farmer grade and he just took it upon himself to send us a free care package with all the goodies from first form just to show his appreciation for what we're doing and that was super super cool and i actually got a first form energy drink here with me to get me going uh screaming freedom anyway i just want to give a shout out you know that was when i opened that up it did make my day. It did give me some excitement because I respect that company. I respect Andy Frisella. And um, it's just that kind of gestures, those kind of gestures, that's service. I mean, that's the little shit that matters to people. And they do all that little shit all the time. And that was just another example of how cool, how they do things is really cool over there. So uh, I just had to give a shout out to them. So anyway. Good. It was. It was good. I knew he'd be excited. Uh, I thought about hoarding all of it for myself. Uh, my first thought was that I was just going to uh, not say anything, and then when you stopped by to raid my refrigerator, I was going to be drinking a can of Screaming Freedom, and you'd just be like, where where in the hell did you get that? Yeah, I would have been kind of pissed because this is, you know what? Gas station energy drink brands that they are partnered with are fucking trash. I don't care what you say. You walk into a gas station, because I don't, I don't always buy energy drinks. I'm mostly a coffee drinker. But if, if I need to pick me up on a road trip, I like to get an energy drink. You walk in there, the selection's terrible. Terrible. First form energy drinks are really good. 3D energy drinks are really good. Those are my two go-tos, and nobody ever has them, at least in Iowa. So I'm, I'm loving these, and yeah. I might have to buy a case every month because they're damn good. I only kept one can. I got the uh, blue raspberry, because I love blue raspberry. Uh, that is the greatest flavor that God never invented. Yeah. I don't know how, <laughs> where that came from, but anyway, yeah. uh, it is. It's damn good. I I'm, like energy drinks that don't taste, have that energy drink, like, taste. Yeah. You know, Red Bull, Monster, Rain, all those drinks, just, you know you're drinking an energy drink. Yeah. With these kind... It, it's not that it's not that strong, which I I like that. So anyway, awesome. Got a market update for I us? I do have a market update. Uh, it is bright and early in the day, so these numbers are fresh off the press. Oh yeah, I just realized we just did a fix it job before we came up here. I got your roll of Teflon tape if you need it. I'm sure that I won't return it to you. So when you can't find it, uh, you know Dad took it. So yeah, I know getting. you too well. Uh corn. Uh, last time I checked, was up two cents, so it was four eighty eight. Uh, best bid locally around here was four seventy three. I think Cedar Rapids still has like maybe a four ninety eight bid um, to the fifteenth, but I can't remember for sure if that's right or not. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Beans thirteen oh six for January. Burlington has twelve sixty eight and thirteen oh nine across the river in Quincy. Wheat five eighty three, bean mail four hundred and twenty two dollars a ton, uh, hogs sixty seven ninety five. Oh, I don't know how many times I have to uh, whine about the hog market, but the hog market is absolute trash. The whole damn world's losing money. I mean, the Chinese. I guess the 
the futures market in China for hogs hit a new low. I don't know. It's the lowest in I don't know how many years, and they're in a panic over there. Uh, Europe, their prices are down. Um, I shouldn't say that. Actually, I don't think that's correct. Prices in Europe are not down. Production is down. I think prices are actually pretty good in Europe, but uh, around here, not so not so hot. Not a good time to be in the hog business. Cattle, 167. That is probably the lowest cattle price we've had in quite a while. They're starting to ease up. Same with feeder cattle, 209. Crude oil, 73.24. Bitcoin went above 40,000. Wow. It's 41,000. So Michael Saylor on to something, or who, who said Michael it? Michael Saylor, yeah. Was it Michael Saylor or Raul, Raul Paul? Both. Both. It's Bitcoin Spring. Yep. Uh, Raul Paul said that, yeah, the, the, bit, or the crypto winter has ended. Uh, I imagine Michael Saylor has probably got a sigh of relief because they've been pouring every dollar of profit. Uh, Micro strategies. Yeah, in there for, I don't know, years. Yeah. Um, Ethereum 2245. Tesla released the Cybertruck last week, and uh, people have been out reviewing it. And all the all the reviews have been positive that I've seen. People are very impressed with it. A lot of people that wanted to hate it uh, really couldn't hate it. The only thing you can hate about it is that look. It's fucking ugly. That, it, it is kind of ugly. Um, I watched a couple of reviews, and Beast Mode is pretty awesome in it. I don't know. That damn, that damn thing is ugly. I think if I did the American flag rap on it, though, I, I think it'd be something. Uh, anyway, like most good reveals of Tesla, uh, the stock is down after they did that. Uh, gold, $2,058. And I think that's I think that's about a high for gold. Um, I look back at like the 10-year chart on gold, and I think that might be close to the high. Silver, $2,249. And uh, it's dreary around here. We had some snow last week. Uh, it's been kind of rainy. We need water. The whole Midwest is pretty dry. And all of the markets are pretty much running on export numbers and what the weather in South America is. So from now until we can get into what everybody thinks everybody's going to plant for uh, spring, we're just going to trade on export news and the weather. So you selling any? Uh, probably. I think I am going to sell some corn. I want to cone out my big bin, and let's face it, I probably need the money anyway. Uh, farm payment due, uh, retirement home payments are due. So, seed. Seed. Yeah, we just sat down with the uh, seed guy, and I just thought every year, I think for sure, seed's going to be cheaper. <laughs> it never is. But this year, oh, these genetics are so much better. So much better. So oh. it's worth every penny. Well, we got we got, we got got some good topics here. We got some. There's been a lot going on with uh, just people voicing their opinions. And uh, I think the most, the one that went the most viral over the last week was Elon pretty much telling Bob Iger from Disney to go fuck himself. Yes. And all the advertisers that have a boycott on X uh, to go fuck themselves. Yeah. And uh, that was a really good clip. Yep. If you haven't seen the clip, we're going to roll the clip because you should see it. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go fuck yourself. But... 
Go fuck yourself. Is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob. Yeah, and it, I've seen a lot of versions of it where they leave out the part after he kind of goes on his rant, and then he says, hi, Bob. And he doesn't say it very clear, and some people thought he said, like, hi, Mom, like his mom was in the audience. But for context, before Elon was interviewed at this, at this group or this meeting or whatever, Bob Iger from Disney, he was up on stage, and he was interviewed. So he was there, and he was in the audience. And Disney is one of the companies that has boycotted X. And so after his rant of, you know, don't try to blackmail me and uh, F you, then he says, hi, Bob. And it's a direct dig towards Disney and Bob Iger. And let's face it, Disney, they're pretty much the poster child of how you can take a company that is arguably hitting on all cylinders and for decades for yeah and you know they bought they bought the marvel franchise they bought the star wars franchise they started their own streaming service um and they did a lot of things that people thought man they're just going to be a juggernaut and then they have systematically fucked up every single thing they've touched their streaming service is losing a shitload of money. And I think they're, they either did do it or they're in the process of selling off ESPN because they're trying to raise money. Um, Marvel, the latest Marvel movie, The Marvels, I think. Ass. One of the, poor, <laughs> one of the poorest. I think it's the poorest grossing Marvel movie, I think. <laughs> I haven't seen one in forever because after the last Avengers movie, ever since then, I feel like it just went straight downhill because yep. they've all just been more and more woke, yep. less about the action, less about you know what we're there for and more about what they want to push on to people. Yep. And we've talked about it a million times on the show. When you go to a movie, when you go to a sporting event, when you are listening to something or watching something to get away from the world. You don't want to be thrown back into the world with how th that organization feels with the entertainment they're providing to you. You don't care. You're that's, not there for that. That's why it's called entertainment. Yeah. It's not like there is a difference between consuming uh, barn talk, hot topics, right? Or political debate or reading the wall street journal Consuming news, consuming opinion, consuming whatever. When you know going, you're going to. Right. That's what you're doing. That's what you're looking for. And entertainment. Entertainment is mindless nonsense that you just like to partake and be like, oh, you know, that's cool, whatever. And Disney has, well, they've ruined themselves. They, they really have. They've ruined themselves. And, you know, they talk about, you know, there's people back and forth that are like, oh, we should boycott Disney. I don't think you have to do anything. Disney's taking care of itself. It's losing money on just about everything it's doing except uh, the theme parks. But even the the traffic of the theme parks has been down. And, um, and I, 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 yeah, I think I think it's all right. Because I think for I think it's all right for people to boycott shit if they don't believe in what they're doing because I feel like that's the ultimate rebellion you can have against these you know, 
companies, you know, that think that yeah. they can just do whatever the fuck they want and we're just going to accept it. But I also think it's ba- it is you're right. Disney, it's not it's not like they don't they're making shitty movies. Yeah. It's it's not even just the wokeness. The movies aren't even it's even as good. Like the the whole Star Wars franchise fucking trash now. Yeah. They ruined Star Wars. Star Wars was you know, you it grew, was unruinable. It, it was amazing until they got a hold, and of then it. they got a hold of it, and it's just gone downhill. So they're just—they're not even making a good product anymore. So that's working against them. But uh, yeah, also all their like I haven't—I don't go to Marvel movies. I go—I don't go to Marvel movies ma- mostly because of the the politics involved. But then also they're just not good anymore. No, they're just they're not good anymore. And same with the Star Wars. Yeah, it's just so- not good. It's not even yeah. good anymore. They literally have made it to where you can watch uh, what the Phantom Menace and go, you know, Jar Jar Banks, he's not that bad, really. <laughs> it's, they've literally lowered the bar so so far that you're like, yeah, he, he's a talking fish. It's all right. I I think he's okay. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's good cinema. Yeah. So I don't know. So you could you could I could withstand the terrible special effects in the old Star Wars movies more than I can stand even watching the new ones. Yeah. Um, but getting back to, to Elon's point, it's a great clip if you haven't seen it because the guy interviewing him is just so dumbfounded by it. Like he, I'll actually give him credit because I think he was so taken aback that I wasn't sure if he was like going to be able to keep the interview going, but he did. And he kind of tried to turn it to the point that well, people aren't going to hold Disney accountable. They're going to hold you accountable because you're the one running this company and it's your it's your voice voice that has pushed them out. And Elon's answer to it was let earth decide. Basically, let the people decide, let the market decide. And whose fault it is. Yeah, whose fault it is if and, X fails. And he said he said, well, do you think people are going to boycott Disney over this? And Elon so quickly was like, they already are. Yeah, well, because he was like, do you really think they're not, they're going to take your word over Bob Iger or Disney's word and stop? You think they're going to stop consuming X or stop consuming Disney? And he, he was like, well, they already are stopped. They're yeah. already stopping watching Disney shit because of what they've done. Yeah, yeah that was such a good clip, too. That yeah. And that... The one that went viral was him telling everybody to go fuck themselves, but that clip gave a lot of context because, you know, that's that's where we stand. I think people are sick of it. Elon is sick of it. And if X fails because of this advertising boycott, he's saying, I think people are going to take my side. and Because he said, we're going to document it. If this right. advertising thing continues, this boycott continues on our platform, we're going to document it. And we're going to show everybody this is why X is failing. This is why we're going to go out of business. And you're going to be able to see. And Earth's going to decide whose fault it is and if that's right or if that's wrong. Right. And he thinks that they're going to hold these companies accountable for the downfall of X if X yeah. continues to spiral out of control. But I think it also uh, benefited Elon because after that clip went viral, I was looking on all platforms and you could just see what people are thinking. People are agreeing with Elon. What he said was not wrong. People are sick and tired of these corporations thinking that they can, you know, dictate how we what we say or we should just let them put shit in movies that we don't agree with 
and we should just go along with it, or they should put shit in their stores that no one agrees with, and we should just go along with it. No, people are yeah. tired of it. People are flat out tired of it, and uh, they they are. I saw a lot of comments say, "I'm going to pay that X subscription now. I'm yeah. going to sign up for a verified subscription on X now because I support Elon's views on this." Right. This makes me want to sign up for X more than ever before because, and I think he maybe knew that going yeah. in. If he, it, 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 at the end of it, we've said this too many times on the show, it doesn't pay to be vanilla. Right. Everybody wants, like I think for a long time in Hollywood and in movies and all this shit, if you were in the limelight, you were just very vanilla. You don't, you don't voice your opinion too much. You're just inclusive for everybody and you just you don't go veer off your line too much one Path way or the other. Resistance. Yep. And I think I think in the world that we're moving towards or moving through, I don't know however you want to say it, it's going to be really hard to become well known or famous, quote unquote, if you don't have something authenticity something to say if you're if you're too vanilla i just don't feel like people are going to resonate with that yeah. like the rock this is veering off but the rock went on joe rogan the other week yeah and everybody thought that was going to be such an awesome episode because it's like joe rogan he usually gets the best out of people he gets he asks some questions they've never asked been asked before and you get to really know that person deep i watched a little bit of it so fucking boring he didn't let he didn't open up at all he didn't pick a side very much. He didn't, he's just vanilla. Yeah. And I just think people are like, they don't like that because it almost makes you feel like, well, he's bought. Yeah. He doesn't want to say the wrong thing. So he's never going to voice his opinion. I replied to somebody that uh, sent, sent me the clip of that. I had already seen it. I think that that is a point that we may be able to look back. We just don't know. But I think, I think we may be able to look back at that exchange between Elon and that reporter as kind of like, it's kind of the culmination, but it's also kind of the beginning. I think more and more people are on that. We're just tired. I think Americans are just tired of all this. And this kind of started, I mean, there's a there's kind of a montage, but, you know, Tucker Carlson, when he left, when he left Fox, um, he kind of had that point of view, and he expressed it. And then there's a great clip of Dana White being on Theo Vaughn's podcast, and it's the whole Peloton thing with Theo, but it's um, he doesn't say who it was that called him. Uh, yeah, somebody from Peloton called Theo. No, but Dana White, because Dana White first told the story about how somebody – he, on his personal Twitter account, he said something in support of Donald Trump. Mm. And then one of the sponsors from, of his company... UFC's event, yeah. ...called him and said, hey, you need to take that down. And he told him, fuck you. Go fuck yourself. And he, he said, I'm done with you. Yeah. Done with you. And he was, all, he was talking about that on Theo Vaughn's. And then Theo said, oh, yeah, well, Peloton did this to me. And then, then Dana White was just like... He was like he was like a, a Jack Russell Terrier. He's like, who's the CEO of that? And it, it's a great clip because they go down this whole rabbit hole, and then 
uh, Dana's like, he gets the guy that's like the head of their gym. facilities, their gym, and he's like, do we have Pelotons in there? And he's like, yeah, get them the fuck out of yeah, there. He's we're like, going to throw get- them in the dumpster. Yeah, he, he said that's the way we got to do. We got to do away with these companies that do this shit. But they- you're seeing, so you're seeing that. You're seeing people, both, uh, I would say, business people that have to deal with uh other people deal with sponsors, but this has been going on. I feel like as an individual, we've been sick of this for I don't know how long. It's ridiculous because I I want to buy a product and I want to buy a product that's a good product. And when I buy that product, I'm not I don't want to buy their agenda and I don't want to buy their politics. And when they start making making their company's identity about the politics that they want to push down your throat, that's when I don't want to do business with them. Oh, and especially when it's the wrong politics. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, there's a wrong side and there's a right side. Yeah. And a lot of these companies are shoving shit down our throats that most Americans don't agree with. Yeah. Versus there's another company out there, like First Form, for example, American-made company, they're very, they're very on point with making that well-known with a lot of people that a lot of their shit, they're America first. That's what they stand on. They're going to do right by the people they, that work for them. They're in the state of Missouri. They're employing a lot of Americans. That's, I guess you could say that's politics, but that's what most people want to hear from a company. Mm-hmm. We're American first. We're going to put our people first. We're going to bring jobs to America. We're going to let you be you. Don't bring your woke shit here. Yep. And... Great. Yep. And th- that's the right, I, that's what most people want. And they've been very clear too. Just do your job. If you come to work for us, just do your job. And I don't care who you are, what you identify, who you identify with, what you do outside of this, outside of this company. Just do your job. Mm-hmm. We don't need to, we don't need to make, a day for every different point of view of every employee that works in this company, just do your job and mm-hmm. we'll take care of you. You take care of us. And we're all Americans. We're all Americans. We can all agree on that. And I feel like we've gotten way too far away from that, but it, it, with everything else that we're talking about, it's, and we said this before, the problem is our political crap class and our media in this company in this country, their goal is to is to stir up as much division as possible. So when I say, you know, we can all agree we're Americans and, you know, don't bring your politics to work, no, your politicians are pushing you to do that. The media is pushing you to do that because they want you upset with your neighbor. They want you they want us divided. divided from your coworker. They want that because the weaker we are as a people, the easier we'll accept the gruel that they want to give us. And it's it's high time that we all saw through the smoke screen and just hold those people accountable and be willing to stand up and say, no, no, we're not going to do that. Or no, I'm not that. supporting your shit. Or yeah. I'm not watching your movies. Yeah. yeah. I, we hold all the power. You vote with your dollars. As much as people don't want to say that matters, that matters. Disney's losing their ass because they're making shitty products and they're going woke. Yeah, Target's lost a shitload of money since they pulled the whole transgender uh, wardrobe 
deal that they did. A lot of people pissed off about that. Did not like that. Yeah. Don't want to shop at Target now. There's consequences to your actions. Yeah. And if you're Target and you have pushed this whole agenda within these large cities that are run by ultra-liberal politicians and you have supported them and supported all these ideas and then your Target gets looted every weekend... And when there's a riot in the street, your Target gets burned down or your windows get broken. Now you're seeing Target closed stores in all of these big liberal cities. And it's like, this is exactly what you wanted. This is what you supported. These are the politicians that you supported as a corporate entity. And now then you're reaping what you sowed. And they're leaving. And people are pissed because, take San Francisco for an example, Downtown San Francisco, the amount of commercial real estate that is vacant just keeps rising. You got Starbucks moving out, Target moving out. All these stores are closing because they get looted constantly. They get theft, and hell, I don't know what the limit is. I think it's up to $500. If you steal less than $500, I don't even think you get, if you get arrested, you don't get charged, you get released. Well, what happens? These companies don't want to be there. They they supported all these politics and they supported all this. But then when it comes down to the bottom line and they see they're losing their ass on it, they're out. They're leaving. And everybody was just like, well, you can't do that. Why are you doing that? Well, you have reaped what you sowed, which is a real good uh, tie-in to our next point, unless you want to talk more about this. No, I... I think we hit it on all of it. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I think that the best thing we can do is to stop supporting these companies that think that they can control us, whether it be companies like with Theo Vaughn and, and Dana White, you know, somebody coming and telling... Like, that's why we don't have sponsors on this show, really, because we say whatever the fuck we want, and most companies probably don't like that or want to be associated with it, and therefore... That's why we don't get a lot of sponsors. But we're not going to stop because this is how we feel. This is what we want to say, and we're going to say it. And no company's going to call us and tell us, if they did ever work with us, oh, we don't like what you said in that last Hot Topics. Can you take that down? Or, oh, we don't want you to have uh, DeSantis on because he's we don't like his views or his politics. Yeah. Fuck you. No. Yeah. And it's the, same I- with, it's the same with our products that we buy every day. Same shit. Look at the companies that you're buying products from and say, do they support the values that I live my life by? Do they, are they putting America first? Are they putting their employees first? Are they bringing jobs back to America? Are they a good thing for society? Or are they pushing shit that isn't a good thing for society? Are they doing all this weird shit that you don't really fuck with and they, you don't like it? Well, don't support those companies because your dollars matter. And they cannot, they cannot profit, they cannot grow, they cannot benefit if enough people say, fuck you, I'm done with your shit, period. They just can't, and they'll go out of business. Or they'll change their ways, right. wake up and say, okay, we might go a little too far here. People aren't really messing with this. We should probably stay away from talking about this subject or this certain thing. Great. We, we're ahead of the curve, really, because you know a lot of people that are in entertainment or podcasts or or create content they start and then they you know they get sponsors 
and then they say something and they piss them off and the sponsors leave. We being so like <laughs> so smart, we were like, well, we're just gonna piss all the sponsors off right away we, before we even get any. That yeah. way we won't have to go through the pain yep. of dealing with that. So we we've pretty much weeded them down. Like we've even had some people that people that work for companies that are selling products that we we would be interested in say to us, Yeah, but we <laughs> We'd love to sponsor you, but I'm pretty sure I don't think we could get it through our HR. Or we don't. I don't think we could get it through legal. I I don't. Think, I don't think that they would do it. Mm-hmm. We're like, ah, that's all right. Yeah, that's okay. We, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Um, it, it is what it is. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. But see, gosh dang, we're smart. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's at the end of the day. I think this is this is what people are craving because so much. So much of entertainment nowadays is just so, it's either wrong in their politics or too vanilla and nobody's saying what, what they actually think. Yeah. And people like Dana White, people like Elon, people like Tucker Carlson, people like Andy Frisella, people that are speaking out, talking about what they, what they actually think. Yeah. And that it actually resonates with what other pe- most people are thinking. Yeah. That's, that's. People resonate with that. And I think I think all over this country, there are great companies that are making great products. And the people running those, their whole their whole idea is they don't want they don't want to talk to you about their politics. Like they just want to they want to employ people and make a good product and sell it. And that's and that's the way it should be. It's too bad that it's too bad that we've gotten to the point that anybody that's successful, if you're if you're successful long enough, somebody's going to show up and want want to know what you're doing, which is great. But then they want to know, like they want to drag you into the political deal. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why there's just a lot of people that there's a lot of people that are conservative that just tolerate. They tolerate a lot of these loud voices that don't share their views because they have been taught and just their work ethic to just take care of you. Just take care of you. Do your job. Do it well. If your job is creating a product, if you're a company, if you own a company, you know, don't get into all that. Just, just do your work and create a product and employ people. But it's really, really hard to do because if you don't support something, when somebody comes around and they're raising money for this or they're going to have some, they're going to have whatever festival, and if you don't support it, well, then they want to know why. And then they want to drag you into this culture war we have going. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's upside down. I feel like our society is just upside down as to what is really important. Hey guys, if you're a livestock producer, you've got manure. Our partner has your solution. Livestock Water and Energy creates clean, recyclable water, carbon credits, and two solid byproducts, fertilizer and the salts, from processing manure in real time. They clean the manure, and we get clean, recyclable water back to the barn, clean as a whistle. This process creates additional revenue streams for the livestock producer that they didn't have before. These guys are putting something together and it's starting to smell like opportunity. 
give them a shout at livestockwaterandenergy.com and watch our journey with them. We've partnered with these guys. Check out our YouTube channel, This'll Do Farm, and follow the journey there. Now let's get back to it. And that is, we're going to talk next about the DeSantis Newsom debate. Um, that was my tie-in to San Francisco. Yeah, sorry, and came, sorry, no, I messed it up because it's totally right. But you can you can watch that and you can say that man, DeSantis just crushed it, and you can look at it and say, oh, Newsom really held his own. My takeaway from that debate was that you have two governors there, and you have two states. And there really is no way for Gavin Newsom to defend what he has done to California. However, if you watched any amount of that debate, so much of his rebuttal to what DeSantis came after him with, he used a lot of words about hate and alienation and how it made him feel and how he didn't like this and how he didn't like that. He totally tried to because this is right out of a right out of a left-hand playbook to make the debate about feelings and alienation and how it hurts people not about facts not about not about what actually happened but about how this makes somebody feel that's what Newsom did throughout that and i think for me the you know, I'd never vote for the guy anyway, but I feel like anybody watching that that thought, oh, you know, if if they if Biden has a medical issue and can't run and it all this shit works out to where you need they need somebody to run and they're gonna throw up Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom is a great politician. If you watch that, he's smooth, he's sharp, he's articulate. Um but he can't run away from his record. He just, his record on California is so bad that no matter how much he can try to spin the conversation about how much of a bigot, how much of this, how much of that, whoever he's debating is, he can't run away from his, his record. And California is an absolute disaster. And, and it's his. He's been the governor long enough. He has to own that. He has to own that 100%. But I also agree with you, your point about DeSantis. Um, yeah. I think you're 100% right. Yeah, I, I, my whole question or my whole thought on just that debate as a whole is just kind of why did it take place? The reason I say that is just Newsom hasn't even announced that he's going to run for president. And DeSantis... I just feel like has not come out and really campaigned hard and really like, I just don't feel like I was expecting more from him for just campaigning and this election coming up. And I feel like he thought that this was going to be some, you know, big story or big, get a lot of media attention. Cause they're going, you know, two important states going at it, complete polar opposite of how they were ran during COVID and all that shit. And I wasn't surprised that DeSantis destroyed Newsom with facts because Florida did thrive. Florida's been thriving under, you know, his leadership. And California has not. 
And it just, to me, was just like, what's the point of this? What's the, really the point of this, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, it would have been better for me. I would have been more interested and, you know, probably paid more attention to it if it was probably, you know, Trump versus DeSantis or even Robert Kennedy Jr. versus DeSantis or Vivek or De- DeSantis, you know? I feel like those, because, like, I don't think, I think it's what you said. Newsom is not, I, I cannot see the dude winning the election. I think there's enough people that have woken up, continue to wake up, and they see the state of California, and they see that it's a train wreck and it's falling apart. There's no way he's getting elected. There's no way. And, you know, it's just, I, I just don't get why. And I think if I'm DeSantis, at the end of the day, if Trump runs and doesn't get thrown in prison or killed or anything like that and he's able to run no other republican candidate has a shot because it's trump's nomination to lose yeah if he gets it nobody's got a shot and so and right now i honestly think vivek is kicking desantis ass when it comes to campaigning and getting out there and getting on podcasts and doing shit like vic is higher on the on the ranking to me anyway than DeSantis because I just don't think DeSantis has done a good enough job getting out there and, and talking about what he's doing and what he's done. And I don't know. I, I feel like he thought this was going to be like a fucking nuke that, Oh yeah, I just kicked Gavin Newsom's ass in a debate, but I'm not surprised. I think it, what's going to be interesting to watch. I mean, there's so much because it's we're living in like in this is like upside down world i feel like but demographics are going to play a huge role in this election and i feel like it's been this way for quite a while it's like who can you get out to actually vote so i think desantis is still under the impression that he is going after the older people and obviously, he's catering to suburban White Housewives because they played a huge role in why Trump did not did not win the last election. But your generation and younger, yeah, if they show up and vote, it's Trump. I think it is, but I think that nobody's done a better job of courting them than uh, Vivek. Yeah, Vivek is he is done a phenomenal job of getting on social media. Uh, working with young creators. He's worked with Jake Paul. He's worked with all kinds of guys that are in doing different shit on social media, whether there's, like I saw a video of him going out with a guy that's known for surfing on TikTok or skiing on TikTok. And he went on a boat and he skied, skied in, his, in his suit. He learned how to ski with this guy that's known for skiing on TikTok. Water skiing. Water, water skiing yeah. uh, in, a, in a suit. And he, you know, just shit like that. Like, he's getting out there. He's showing that he can have some fun. He's he's talking to the younger generation. He's getting on the debate stage. And you can't, you cannot, you cannot fault him. He's kicking everybody's ass on the debate stage. He just is. Yeah. Plain and simple. He has the last two times. And he's getting on podcasts. He is, he is accepting any podcast invitation he can get besides ours. Oh, well, yeah, I don't know if we, we need to give him one. I know. We can't. <laughs> We can't, it's hard to get to everybody and send out all the stuff we need to send out. But if we could get them on, we would. But I'm just saying, yeah, I think he's speaking to the younger crowd. But I still think no matter what, if Trump gets it, we're going to elect Trump. And I think in Trump's situation, 
how Biden's administration has played out, it has just ignited his flame even more because we were, you cannot, the policies we had under Trump, how are we, how we were thriving as a country under Trump, the border situation, everything, foreign policy, everything was better under Trump, period. And the only thing that you could be pissed about is what the fuck came out of his mouth, which whatever. I can't, I can't fault you for that. But adding Biden right after him being in there yeah. and how it's just completely turned into a fucking train wreck is only igniting the flame of Trump even more. And um, he's playing on that. He's yeah. playing on that. And I think the younger generation, I don't know. I feel like there's a, a, a I feel like there's a cultural, I don't know. I think this is, is pretty common amongst, among young people between every generation. They want to do what is the opposite of what they're being told. And yeah. I feel like we're getting shoved down our throats, all this woke shit. And we want to, you know, we kind of want to be the opposition. We're, we're hearing in, in social media and all this shit that's coming out and learning the truth about stuff. You start, people are, they're, they're opposing that shit. Well, it's th- becoming more trendy to oppose the wokeness. And I and think your generation though has seen, has seen all of those people older that have put their faith in a government that, and, and we all believe like you see, you see your parents and your grandparents that accepted what the media told them. They grew up with Walter Cronkite and the evening news telling you, and you said, oh, well, yeah, this is the way it is, to what we have today where you have CNN and you have, you have big media, and they're flat out lying to you. I mean, they, they all have an agenda. And then you have politicians that the, the level of uh, lobbying, well, Money. if you any poll you look at as far as what people, how people rate uh, different facets of society for honesty and integrity, politicians are all the way to the bottom. Politicians at every level are the lowest they've ever been. And who, out of young people, who's at the top? Dana White. Yes. Elon Musk. Right. Uh, you know, Joe Rogan. People that when we can listen to somebody or watch somebody... And we can see you're voicing an opinion that not might not be the most popular thing to say. Like, you're not holding back. Right. You gain a lot of trust with me. Yeah. Because I know this is what this motherfucker actually thinks. Right. And he's saying this out of what he feels and what he thinks, not what he's being told to say. Yeah. And when it's back to the rock thing. When rock goes on Joe Rogan, the beloved rock goes on Joe, Joe Rogan, and it's the most vanilla shit you could possibly say on a fucking podcast... It makes me instantly think, I don't trust a goddamn word that comes out of his mouth. Yeah, because somebody... Because somebody is greasing him. him. And it's the same... Like, I think we're just all looking through that. A lot of young people are using that as a filter. Yeah. If we listen to you, or we or we interact with you, or watch a video that of you talking or doing whatever, and we smell that shit of, mm, he, I don't know. He seems like he's pretty vanilla. He seems like he's got somebody greasing him. Somebody's got him bought. It's just, it's not, we don't fuck with it. We just don't. And that plays into Trump's hand. Yeah, it does. It, and that's the thing. That is the thing. You can love him or hate him, but at the end of the day, he's going to tell you what it is, how it's going to be. This is what we're going to do. And a lot of the shit that he said he was going to do, he did. Yeah. A lot right. of it. 
He might have missed on a few things, but a lot of it he did say what he's going to do, and he did it. Yeah. And people, foreign leaders, they fucking respected him. Yeah, hands down. Well, they didn't like him. They didn't like at the end him. Of the day they had to respect. Yeah, because he so. said. And it's interesting because as I mean, the amount of time that media spends still on Trump, it's just insane. I mean, because that's their that's their bread and butter is beating on him. But just when you think like And that's work that's the thing, sorry. It's working against him because it is not the same world, it is not the same landscape as it once was back when he was in office because everybody knows we all have force. We all look back and we look and we go, geez, they were intentionally talking about Trump every day, bringing him down every day for the ratings. And now look at CNN. Now look at all these big media. They're trash without him. Yeah. And so we all see that. We all recognize that. And so when they start that machine back up again, it's not going to have the same effect on people as I think it did then where they just bought everything that they were being told about Trump. I just don't think it's going to work. And I think it's interesting that, you know, just when you kind of feel like, I don't know, like the news around him kind of settles down, you just get this random shit that happens. So there is a new, there's a new uh, president or prime minister of the Netherlands that got elected. And I can't remember this guy's name, but he's a nationalist. And he gave a speech, and the Netherlands have a huge problem. Uh, They're like a lot of countries in Europe. They pretty much had open borders, and they have a hell of a lot of of immigrants and a lot of unemployment in that that, uh, demographic and a lot of unrest, and they have budget problems. And, you know, they got everything that every other – country in Europe is fighting. And he was giving this speech and somebody asked him, I don't know what the question was, but asked him about America. And he said, he goes, I'll give, if I could give America two pieces of advice, the first one would be to fight Islam before it gets a, 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 a foothold in your country. And he went on pretty lengthy about why that's such a big problem in, in Europe but his second point was, and reelect Trump. Just out of the blue, I don't know that guy from Adam, but in that speech, those were his two points. And it gives, it just brings, it just brings Trump up. And I don't feel like he's not going away. Like, unless they find a way. Unless he mysteriously dies, it's a good thing that he was no better friends of the Clintons than what he was. But if he doesn't just die or they find a way to put him in prison, he's going to be a he is going to be a power within this next election. I don't know what it looks like and I don't know if he's going to get the nomination, but I feel if, like if he doesn't if he doesn't get in prison or get dead, he's getting the nomination. There is and he I think they know that, and I think he knows that. There is too much momentum working for him yeah. right now. There's too much and momentum. And there's no strong candidates. No. There are no strong candidates. Especially on the left, there's none. Yeah. There's absolutely none. Newsom's terrible. Biden's terrible. Kamala's terrible. Yeah. Bernie Sanders, geez, is he going to run again? Yeah, I don't think Try he Try to. I don't think he could. I mean, there's nobody. Yeah. 
Which I think that's why I think that's why uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. went independent. I, I would say he did go independent. He went independent huh. because I think he's looking at it and he's going. I'm surprised by that because I feel like he could have easily won. The well, but they, I, I think he just realized that the the Democratic Party doesn't want him. They'll do anything not to allow him. They're not going to let him debate Biden. Mm-hmm. There's no way that he could get the nomination. Yeah. So he's going to run as an independent and. A third, a third candidate hurts the incumbent the most, mm-hmm. um, but he, I think he's just rolling the dice, and I think he knows that if Trump ended up with the nomination, he probably doesn't have a chance. However, if Trump doesn't end up with the nomination, and let's say you get somebody like Nikki Haley, a third-party candidate's got a chance because you've got a weak Republican. I think he's got a chance... If, if Trump does not get the nomination, no matter who gets it on the Republican side, he's got a chance. He's got a chance. Because Biden is weak. Yep. And if you, don't get a, if you don't get a slam dunk Republican, I think he has a chance. And I think mm-hmm. that's what he's gambling on. Mm-hmm. I think he's just like, we're going to play this out, and we're going to see what we can do, and let the chips fall. Honestly, I think the two-party system is the dumbest fucking thing that we've ever done. Well, it's the money. The money is driven it that way because it's the only way... You can't get enough big donors um, to like, make it to make mem- it work. I can't remember but one episode. It was a while ago. We we talked about how an independent, like they don't get invited to any of the shit. They don't get as much funding as nope. they don't get. Like it's nearly impossible to win as an independent. Ross Perot probably came as close as anybody, uh, but which is stupid. Yeah. It's stupid. And as a voter, it makes you feel like like I feel conflicted because it's like if you did have a candidate as an independent running that you enjoy, that you really liked and you didn't like the other ones, how many other people feel it's just like am I wasting my vote? And they but you got you got to think about that. You got to choose between the, the establishment two e- likes yeah. that. Yeah. Because think about the people that probably would vote independent. Those are the most, those are arguably, those people are your libertarians and the most probably sane. your most informed voters. Mm-hmm. And they would just soon have you stay home and not vote. Yeah. Or have your vote not, ca- not count. Yeah. So it, that's it's why it's structured the way it is. It's bullshit. Uh, so the last, the last point uh, that we'll dive into is. On our Q&A last time, we had a guy that sent us a message. I think he was from the Netherlands, and he was talking about how their country was debating putting on uh, taxes on carbon on carbon and on methane, which would hurt you know animal agriculture. Well, last week, uh, John Kerry, who I have to say, John Kerry in his speech looked about as coherent as uh, Joe Biden. I think they might have the same programmer uh, because he was, <laughs> he was just, oh, it was kind of cringy. But he went off on a tirade. He was in the United Arab Emirates at the, what's it, C, CO, COP28. Yeah, COP28. And it's a big climate conference that they have over there where all these important people expend 
a shitload of carbon to fly all their private jets to the yeah. United Arab, Arab Emirates to talk about how bad the rest of us are about how us peasants are the yeah. problem. And the UN is on this kick and Kerry pounced on it that agriculture is now agriculture is the enemy. Animal agriculture specifically is the enemy. And he said, how can we expect, how can we feed the world when agriculture is raising the global temperature of, I don't know, some crazy number uh, every year? And he was pushing for this same tax on carbon for farmers. And basically, and then he, his credibility is zero. I mean, he is a, he's picked up right where Al Gore left off, and he is the climate czar for the Biden administration. But he also talked about how there should be no new coal plants. And I just laugh at that because the Chinese, I don't even know if the Chinese were there or not, but they're building coal-fired power plants like it's going out of style. And they give no shits. They don't give, they don't care. Because the only thing they care about is their economy and their people and how they're going to keep this thing going. They do not give a shit about anything else. And for him to sit there and say, oh, yeah, well, this or that or whatever. But I think it's very alarming that somehow at that level, politicians have decided to... uh, villainize farmers and i i'm just bamboozled as to how they believe that less productivity when it comes to food production somehow helps the world it does if you're trying to sell us crickets to eat <laughs> yep. it does if you want a weaker population it's a, it does when you don't want people to eat meat it does when you want to, you know, malnourished or fuck, even go to the extent of let's b- drop the food supply by a fuckload and have people starve to death. I mean, if that's what you're after, after makes perfect sense to me. I'm going to channel my inner Dana White here and just say, John Kerry, fuck you. I'm not, we're not going to, that's the thing. We got to, we got to stand up. This is another example of some tyrant and some politician going there, speaking his mind, talking down to us, telling us that. It's the farmer's fault. They're the problem. What are we going to do? Uh, we got to stop animal agriculture. People stop, got to stop eating meat. So what? You're going to fucking fly on your private jet and get your prime rib served on you on a silver platter and fucking eat that. And then we're going to stop eating meat. And we're going we're gonna to be the peasants to just implement whatever your, comes to your mind. Fuck you. No. Screw you. What's the change you're making in your life to be environmentally friendly? You're not. It's the same bullshit. It's the same bullshit with COVID. These people telling us we got to wear masks, get the vaccine, this and that. Then you see them in a, get a picture at a restaurant, paparazzi, and they got their fucking mask down below their nose, or they don't even have the fucker on, and they're just sitting at the dinner table with their family and friends with no mask on, and they're telling us we got to wear a mask everywhere we go. Fuck them. They think that they can tell us what to do, how to live our lives, control us. And at the end of the day, I think that's what it all comes down to. And let's it's not control. forget. Let's not forget. That and John there's a lot of, sorry, but no, there's a fine. lot of money to be made in this new wave of change. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, it, you know, this is just another industry 
that, you know, there's a lot of opportunity with this whole climate movement. And it's one of those movements that every human can identify with because every human wants the earth to last. Us as farmers can identify, identify with that even more so. The land that we farm today has been in our family for six generations. And we want to, we want to take care of this land so more generations can farm on this land as well. Same thing with the earth. We want this earth to stay here, right? We want it to be here for generations and more and more generations, right? So it's like one of those issues that they want to shove down our throats and every person can be like, yeah, I can get with that. But to the level that they go with it, it's 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 fucking just insanity. Yeah. It's insanity at some point. I mean, I'm all about, you know, doing a little bit, you know, doing a little bit better, right? You can do your thing and and be more environmental friendly, but to the extent that they want to go and how fast they want to ramp it up, even though most of it can't, we can't even, we're not even ready for, it's just, it's stupidity and I think it's just control and I think it's to profit. Well, this is what I think is going to be most interesting to watch over the next couple years, next few years. And this is where I feel like politicians always fail to understand what what society is capable of. And we are, the technology is out there. And in agriculture, a lot of people are early adopters I'd say American agriculture is some of the most efficient and some of the most, like, innovative of anyone in the world. And within animal agriculture, I think you're going to see in the next few years processes and production models that are going to dramatically reduce greenhouse gases, methane, runoff, whatever you want to talk about. And they're going to do it profitably to where the farmer can actually thrive. But I think what's going to be interesting with that is you can't run around and and, and villainize farmers that they're doing all this shit wrong and then have the farmers change change it and be the solution and them still be the villains. Yeah. And it's going to be really interesting to watch how these fucking politicians still try to paint everybody as they are as we transition in this country to be in the solution instead of the problem. Yeah, watch them change their watch tune. Watch John Kerry try to figure out how the fuck to pivot on that. Yeah, that's where we just can't forget. Yeah. Don't forget the fucker's name and what he said. Well, let's face it. When the Biden administration ends, John Kerry's whole career ends too. He's just a tag along. He and Joe Biden, they are they are that crew. Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, uh Mitt Romney, uh the who's the guy that who's the bug out guy that Mitch McConnell Mitch McConnell all those guys, Nancy Pelosi, they're all that whole generation, they are the fucking flower children from the 60s that still think that they got fucked over, that they never got to build their utopia, 
and they are holding on at the top of the political pyramid for dear life, and they're, they're just about at the end of the rope. And when the Biden administration changes, all them fuckers are out because nobody believes them. You want to talk about integrity. None of these politicians have any integrity, but the worst of the worst are the oldest ones in there. Those guys, everybody knows. They're, when they give a speech like that, do you think John Kerry wrote that speech? That motherfucker probably can't, he couldn't make a paragraph. And, and Biden, of course, is the same way. He's got somebody talking in his ear all the time. Mitch McConnell can't Mitch McConnell, even stops mid-sentence. He's, shits he's his pants mid shit. Shits his pants mid-fucking speech. All these guys, they're out. It's like they're in this reality, this own... They're, they only know what all their handlers are telling them. And they're telling them that, oh, man, you got this. You're sharp. People believe what you're saying. You need to lead this, lead that. You know, set the tone. Nobody believes them. Nobody yeah. does. Yeah, but then don't you think even if they leave, the handlers are just going to handle somebody else? No, they, they're still going to trill. Because I think at the end of the day, they're being told what to say. It's an agenda being pushed from yes. the elitists, the corporations that want this to happen that are going to profit the most. The You know, whatever's behind this shit. Yeah. Uh, it'll continue on. It'll continue on. But. But at least I'll get to watch some new person that yeah. I don't, you know, I'll, I'll slowly hate over a few years instead of just have to see them all. Yeah, and this whole carbon thing, it, it's, you know, there's confliction on there. I think, for me anyway, like, one hand, if we can do better in animal agriculture to do better by the planet, why not? But let's not villainize farmers. Let's not go... This needs to be done by this year, whatever it is, 2026, 2028, whatever, or else there's going to be fines, penalties, this kind of thing. Uh, let's let's do it the right way. Let's do it the way that farmers can be a part of the solution, that we're not villainized, that we're not, uh, that we can profit, that we can make some money, that we can make things better and not have it be just like, yeah, villainized and and push shoved down our throats and you make this decision or you're going to stop farming or make this decision or you're out of business. Like that's where you completely lose me and I, I just want to tell you to go fuck yourself. Yeah. So. I think you just did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> that guy, I did to him. He yeah. can, he can, yeah, he can shove it. But anyway, it's, it's one of those things that I think is going to be coming no matter what we like no matter what we say on barn talk here i think that that agenda and that movement's coming and so it's just a matter of how can we how, how can, can we benefit and how can we profit as farmers from it and how can we still you know hold our independence and our freedom as far like we cannot let people dictate how we're going to do things well we in the are, rate of how we do things or we how we are exactly like when I said earlier, when we were talking about how people that have companies that are successful, that all they want to do is do their job. They want to make a product, employ people, and be successful, but they get drug into the culture war because people want, people want to get them, people want to, to tear people down, and they want to get people involved in this, in this culture war. Well, farmers are the same way. And unfortunately, like it or not, all of us have to get out in front of it and we have to show what we do 
and show and tell why we do what we do. And we have to be part of the answer because if we aren't, if we don't come up with the solutions, we're going to get shit shoved down our throat and we're going to get put out of business. We're going to turn into Europe. Exactly. The Europeans were way too slow to get out in front of this and we cannot make the mistakes that they made. So that's we a good point. Stand up, and we've got to we've got to we've got to interact with people. We've got to interact with people that we don't like that don't share our view. But we have the advantage because we can actually show people the truth, show what we do, explain why we do it, and embrace. If there's a better way to do it, embrace that. Don't just stick your head in the ground and say, well, this is the way we've always done it, so this is why we're going to keep doing it. There's some things that we do that don't need to change because it is the best way to do it, and it is how we've done it, and the reason that it is how we've done it is because it's the best way to do it. But if there is a solution, it needs to come from within us. It needs to come from agriculture, not from some fuck like John Kerry. Or that administration, or the UN. God forbid the UN. There isn't the only the only thing that can fuck something up more than an individual government is the United Nations. <laughs> so let's not go down that road. Yeah, I think that's a good point. That's a good point. Tying that cultural war, getting sucked into it. Yeah, I think that's you couldn't have said it any better myself. So thank you. Good wrap up there. Thank you. Good wrap up. Well, I don't think I got much anything else. Oh, last thing I want to just say, and it's real quick, and it's and it, if you're not into sports, forget it. But the college football playoffs was announced, and Florida State went 13 and 0 this year, and they lost their starting quarterback that was in the Heisman. Uh, he was a front runner for the Heisman Trophy, and he got hurt, and they still won out all their games, won their uh, conferences championship, despite him being injured. And they still kept him out of the college football playoffs because they weren't the same team as when the, the quarterback was playing for them. They weren't the same offense, yep. even though they still won all the games. The whole year. Just can you imagine going 13 and 0, winning every game in your season, and in a, in a respectable respectable conference in in, in the NCAA, and getting shunned and pushed out for somebody that lost a game in Alabama. So who can't imagine Alabama, Texas, Washington, and Michigan. So the reason you let Texas in is because Texas is the only team that beat Alabama. Beat Alabama. They lost one game. I can't remember who they lost to, but they beat Alabama. They won their, the big 12 championship, Michigan. They won all their games, won the big 10 championship. They're the most deserving out of all Washington too. Yeah, but Michigan, Alabama. They just Michigan just squeaked by on oh, Just wasn't by. surprised by that outcome. <laughs> it's the same shit every fucking year. We get to the Big Ten championship and get murdered. Uh, but anyway, I just think that this is my problem with the NCAA. This is my problem with college football. I watch NFL football way more than I do college, and this is the reason why. Because at the end of the day, you do not give teams like Florida State the opportunity to play for a national championship based on bullshit politics inside of the committee, the NCAA football committee that makes the decision on the best four teams. Because they always say it's the best four teams. And it's not. It's Alabama, great team. But 
you cannot deny the fact that Florida State, and what also it shows, it shows people inside college football that the quarterback position means more. Like, they always preach football's a team sport, team game, team sport, team game. Well, that team is won team. out without their star quarterback. That's a team win. That's a team game. And you pretty much said, uh, they're not as good as they once were with that star quarterback. I don't care if it's a team game. Alabama looks better. They're getting in. Mm-hmm. And NFL has gotten a little bit more work with their politics. Don't get me wrong. And I fucking hate that. But at the end of the day, you can have an eighth seed or whoever go into the playoffs that's an underdog and fucking win the Super Bowl. And they get their opportunity to play. Not on bullshit politics, but because of what, they're, what they fucking did in the season. What it tells me is when you watch college football, the regular season doesn't fucking matter because it's all about your strength of your schedule, who you beat, and hopefully somebody else that's a big contender, their strength of their schedule is weaker than yours is because it's about the strength of the schedule. That's all bullshit. That's all bullshit. You might as well tell the players that the fucking regular season doesn't even matter because you can go 13-0 and and still not have a chance to play for a national championship. Stupid. They need to extend the fucking playoff tomorrow so this shit doesn't happen again because it's... And I'll probably watch college football more when there's more teams that get an opportunity to compete for a national championship. But when it's four teams or two teams, it's like... What, what am I watching this for? Alabama, Georgia every year, Auburn, Clemson every year. It, it's stupid. It's so stupid to watch. I don't want to watch that. I want to see an underdog maybe have the chance to win. And they always like to preach, last thing I'll say about this, they always want to preach, no matter if it's NFL or, or college football, any given Saturday, any given Sunday, you know, nine, out of t- nine t- times out of ten you can lose, but that one time you have a chance to win against any, any team. Well, we don't fucking you don't you guys don't apply that rule to the col- to the college football playoffs because you just you say oh we're gonna pick the best four teams and we're not gonna extend the playoff they they are thank God in I think twenty twenty six or maybe it's twenty twenty five I can't remember but you know you gotta give you gotta give those guys a shot you gotta give the teams that you know you just never know who's gonna win on a Saturday or Sunday and give them a chance they'll make it the game way more exciting. Way more fun, but I just think that's absolute bullshit. That's all I'm going to say about it. So, politics just isn't good for in, in, anything. Any, in anything. It just right. fucking ruins shit. It just does. And NFL, same thing to you. The one thing I don't like, stop the bullshit politics. Stop the bullshit wokeness. Quit that fucking shit. Nobody wants to watch that. We want to see teams compete, have fun, get on the gridiron, and kick some ass. That's all we want to see. That's what we want to do here at Barn Talk. Yep. Just keep kicking ass. So that's the last thing I'll say, and I kind of just made that up on the spot, but that's I had to voice my opinion because I think it's kind of bullshit. So, And I do watch football from time to time. So anyway, that's going to wrap it up, guys. We appreciate all every single one of you guys for tuning in, uh, whether you've leave a review, watch us on YouTube, listen to us on audio. If you ever share the show, watch some of our clips on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, whatever. We appreciate it very, very much. If you got any value from the show, if you're related to us on something, you laughed out loud, anything like that, please, please, please share the show. And uh, we'll see you back here next week for another episode. Uh